Hey friends, it's Jana and Ashley. Welcome back to Season 3 of the Geek Girls Universe Podcast, your home for the latest entertainment and fandom news. Hi friends, it's Jana. Welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe. Episode 2 of Marvel's What If is now streaming on Disney+, and this week was definitely emotional. We tried to warn you last week, even though we didn't want to talk about it quite yet, T'Challa becomes Star-Lord, and between you and me and the wall, mm, he is way better than Peter Quill. However, the swapped kiddos could mean big trouble in season two of What If. This is your spoiler warning, so if you haven't seen episode two of What If, you better go log on and do that before you listen to this episode of the Geek Girls Universe. But first, if you're new here or you haven't already, we would love it if you would subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks and the more the geekier, right? We also have a Facebook group, Geek Girls Universe. You don't need to be a girl to join, only a geek. So, what if <laughs> Star-Lord was T'Challa instead of Peter Quill? I'm kind of here for it. How about you, Ashley? Um, you mean, what if T'Challa was the superior Star-Lord? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, I think that's actually what I meant to say, but, you know, I was trying to be all nice. Yes, what if T'Challa was the better Star-Lord? Because, at least in this episode, he sure was. He sure was. For multiple reasons. Yes. Well, it was a very emotional... I saw that, like, all over Twitter, mm. Reddit, yeah. you know, just was getting DMs mm. from geeky friends of ours and listeners just talking about how emotional this episode was. And I said, I it know, really I tried to warn you, we really did. And I knew it was coming and I still was emotional about it mm-hmm. because it's hard not to be knowing, you know, just knowing that this is the end for him. And what what really gets me is the ending of the episode, not the the little Easter egg sort of at the end, but the actual last bit of dialogue with T'Challa. Right. That was all written before they knew that he was going to pass, that he had passed. And it was just so perfect and beautiful. I mean, what is that? Just like and serendipitous, it kinda, I guess. It's weird. Yeah, it is serendipitous. And in just this weird, like, foretelling kind of way, I guess. It's just strange to me because, yeah, like, they didn't know. I mean, he, and well... He knew. Right. I mean, he did. But they didn't. And it's just like, wow. The way the way the dialogue mm-hmm. went, I'm just... I'm in awe of it, honestly. Um, but yeah. Mm. It was such a good episode. Such a great so, episode. It really was. It really was. Mm. Yeah, it's one of those that just... It'll stick with you for a while, for sure. It will. It definitely will. Mm. Um, it's one that I would, I would like, I'll revisit that one several times, I think. Yes. In the future. Um, yes. But aside from it being incredibly emotional, it was also super funny. We got um, some great absolutely. variations of characters that we know, uh, including Thanos and Nebula. 
Mm-hmm. And lots and lots and lots of Easter eggs hiding in the collector's collection. So, <laughs> so many Easter eggs. I mean, I kind of love the collector in general just for that, right? Like, right. I mean, basically the collector is a giant Easter egg as a whole. Yes, definitely. And there were some that I saw that I said, oh, I like it. <laughs> or like, hey, <laughs> I know what that is. You right. So, right. Well, yes. I guess we'll he, get into this, shall we? Let's do it. Let it let's do your breakdown. And we can and talk then we about can those chat exciting. a little more about those Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And um, yeah, let's do it. All right. So this episode starts off on Morag in a very familiar moment, but this time it's not Peter Quill as Star-Lord of coming to take the orb. It's T'Challa. And also, unlike in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, this Star-Lord is well known throughout the galaxy. Korath, who has the most character development ever, (laughs) you know, compared to his, like, what, one scene, two scenes? Right. Like two appearances (laughs) in the MCU prior. He really gets to shine in this one. And he is such a fanboy. He loves himself some Star-Lord. He's like, oh my God, you're Star-Lord. Like, oh, you're so awesome. Like, it would be an honor for you to beat me up. Dude, I love you so much. (laughs) I mean, really, he's like the ultimate MCU fanboy, right? He's us. If we had to fight like Wanda or something, like this is awesome. <laughs> like I'm gonna get my butt handed to me, but this is awesome. Um, we also learned that this Star Lord is more like a Robin Hood. He likes to steal from the powerful to give to the powerless. In fact, he wants the orb to help people, to help like rebuild communities and provide food and just doing some awesome T'Challa work in the universe. T'Challa, of course, takes everybody out. Korath literally gets knocked out with a smile on his face. And I just, I died. I was like, oh, he's so, it's so precious. <laughs> but outside of the temple, so he decides to take Korath with him to help him join the Ravagers. Apparently, uh, T'Challa has a fan, is a fan of strays. And he's met by more of Ronan's forces. However, Yondu shows up with his little, I can't whistle, so I'm not going to try. <laughs> like whistling arrow And I know there's a name for it. I'm just blanking on it right now because literally my mind has been Eternals and Shang-Chi all morning. So forgive me, but the little arrow weapon thing, it like shoots through the air, takes out everybody. And we learn that the orb that they're stealing is going to help the Krillorians. And that's the collector's assistant. It's also, we've seen a couple of of that uh, species in the MCU. Yeah, so the arrow is a it's a Yaka arrow um, ah, yes. created on the planet Centauri. Got it. See, I'm telling you, I'm like all about the celestials and the deviants, and we just got out of the Shang Chi press junket. So I didn't so have so many for it. different like universes <laughs> and planets and, and artifacts and things people. going on. Yes, yes, lots of things going on. So yes, I mean, I spent my morning researching, you know, Chinese mythology. So <laughs> yes, Which... totally different planet and time frame. Yep. So all right, this is why we're a team. So thanks. One hundred percent. All right, then we get a flashback to 1998, and we see how T'Challa came to be a Ravenger. 
Apparently, Yondu kind of outsourced the job of picking up Peter Quill, Ego Spawn, uh, to Taserface and Kraglin. Well, to Taserface and Kraglin, all human kids look alike. In their defense, they did say there was a lot of, like, you know, a power signature, right? But we know that's the vibranium coming out of Wakanda. So to them, they were like, oh, power signature. Gotta be Ego Kid. Look, he's got two, what, hear holes, see holes, breathe holes. holes. He's got an eat hole. It's the same kid. It's like, no, that's not how it works on human terms. But okay. Dad, I think that might be my funny, like, my favorite funny part of the whole yeah when it's not the same thing it's like a nine-year-old nine-year-old Terran kid like it's got to be the same nah dude they don't even look alike not even a little bit (laughs) not even a little bit no talk alike (laughs) so yeah Ted all right well back in present day Korath wants to know what T'Challa's favorite mission is so we hear a couple things here we hear Tarnax 4 that's the capital of the Skrulls world in the comics he talks about the Incaran resistance. Uh, that's another. That's a planet that's in the comics. It's not really mentioned all that much. Uh, and then he wants to know how he stopped the Mad Titan Thanos, which of course got my ears perked up. Right? We're like, what? He stopped Thanos. Thanos is like, yeah, well, you can't beat a good argument because now Thanos is one of the crew. The Mad Titan is just like hanging out, having drinks with the other Ravengers. So yeah, apparently T'Challa showed Thanos there were other ways to reallocate the resources of the universe and stop the destruction. Thanks, T'Challa. The bartender here is Drax the Destroyer. His homeworld was also saved by T'Challa, who stopped the Kree invasion that killed his wife and daughter. So his whole story is also uh, changed. And then another familiar face pops up, and we have Nebula looking very chic. And like really the only robotic thing looking about her is her eye. The rest of her is pretty whole. She's still salty about her relationship with Thanos. T'Challa throws out that Thanos is now a gardener. That's a nod to Farmer Thanos, which is both in the comics and in Endgame. And she's like, look, dude, like, don't tell me to get over my past. You still carry your past around your neck. And it's a Black Panther necklace, a vibranium necklace. He's never returned to Wakanda because Yandu told him it was destroyed. So now his mission in life, that although his homeland was destroyed, he now helps others save their homes. Like, he's such a good person. Ah, I love T'Challa. Also, I love that him and Nebula, like, have a thing. Yes. Cha-cha. I was like, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you had said... T'Challa's pet name is going to be Cha-Cha to me. I'd be like, that's so dumb. But the way she says it and the way he like grins when she says it, I'm okay with it. I love it. I mean, (laughs) I for sure would never have picked that for a nickname for him. In a million years would not have been the one I would have pegged for him. No, but she manages to make it sound super cool. And so flirtatious. They clearly are a thing. And I'm not mad about I'm, it. Nope, <laughs> me either. I was just going to say I'm here for that. That's that's fine with me. I'm here for it. So she has a job for the Ravagers. They need to break into Tanalir Tavon, a.k.a. the Collector, a.k.a. the brother of the Grandmaster. 
You need to break into his fortress and steal the embers of Genesis. This is an artifact that can terraform entire entire ecosystems with only an ounce. So that's a big deal. Uh, Korath is shocked to learn that Nebula is Thanos' daughter. They both respond adopted, which I laughed at because oh, in the MCU, she is a, an adopted daughter of Thanos, more like a stolen adopted daughter of Thanos. In the comics, it's actually unclear if they're related, although she has claimed to be his granddaughter in the past. But clearly, in this universe, they still don't like love each other. Well, at least she doesn't. She definitely is not a fan. So they head to Nowhere, which we know from Guardians 1, um, where the Collector lives. Thanos' former minions, the Black Order, who are featured in Infinity War and Endgame, are also in here. They're now Tavon Security. Uh, inside the fortress, you know, they get in with the whole, like, they're going to sell him the ore, but actually T'Challa's hiding in the compartment. Uh, the other Ravengers are fighting outside to kind of cause a distraction because Proxima Midnight is head of security. And now we get to look at a lot of different Easter eggs that are found inside the fortress. So first up, behind the collector when we first see him is a giant rhino. Likely to be the same kind that they breed in Wakanda. Uh, my favorite... <laughs> might be my favorite alligator loki is in one of the cages so you only see a silhouette but if you pause it just right and you look it's definitely an alligator with loki thorns horns and it's amazing horns. <laughs> horns loki horns um i loved it that was one that i missed the first time but the second time when i was going back through and like actually pausing I was like, oh, I know those horns. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's Alligator Loki. Um, Cosmo, the space dog, who was in the first Guardians, is also in there. We get we see a dark elf. Uh, Howard the Duck comes back and is hysterical. He makes a lot of innuendos that go over children's heads. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, <laughs> however, it did not go over my head and I was laughing hard at the fact the collector is compensating for something <laughs> i mean <laughs> isn't isn't that what all males do i mean likely um mm -hmm. frost giants mm -hmm. and cronins are mentioned by howard and then we get into this like ship part of the museum right the wing of the museum with the ships there's a zandarian ship uh, the Grandmaster's ship, the Commodore, so the one that Thor, Valkyrie, and Bruce escape then, and Loki. <clears throat> oh no, Loki wasn't in it. Just kidding. Loki was in the other ship. Let me go back. <laughs> and we see the Grandmaster's ship, the Commodore, and that's the ship that Thor, Valkyrie, and Bruce used to escape um, Sakaar. And that's an interesting one because... So they're brothers, the Grandmaster and the Collector. The Grandmaster's the older brother, and he's the more powerful brother in the comics. So for the Collector to have his brother's ship, I just wonder what's going on with the Grandmaster. And if we're going to see that in another what if. You know, I just... It sounds like it could be a possibility. I mean, if not in this season, maybe in season two. Mm, for sure. I mean, but we still have, what, 
six. We have six episodes well, to go. Up seven. I mean, but we've seen the. Third that, I was going to say seven, yeah. six <laughs> like, that we haven't seen. Yeah. Um, and then there's also the Royal Talon Fighter, which is a Wakanda ship that we have seen in Black Panther. Uh, T'Challa's necklace kind of activates it. You can hear the Black Panther score being played. Uh, Dora Milaje uniforms are inside and there's a message from his father and he learns that Wakanda was not actually destroyed as Yandu told him. So we know that's going to cause problems once those two can have a conversation. Um, Nebula betrays T'Challa, which was a little surprising. Her cha-cha. So he gets uh, thrown into a jail with the other Ravagers. Uh, He and Yandu have that argument about the Wakanda lie. Yandu claims it was in his best interest to keep him away from Wakanda because at his heart, T'Challa is an explorer and he belongs out there exploring, not being stuck behind, uh, you know, the proverbial walls of Wakanda. The collector is disappointed that T'Challa is just a human. He asks him if he can fly or shoot lasers from his eyes. This could be a nod to the X-Men who are eventually coming to the MCU. It could also be a nod to the Eternals because as we saw in the trailer, uh, Icarus's powers, he can fly and shoot lasers out of his eyes. So we don't know. I like to think it's the X-Men because I, I like finding the little hints that we're going to get them eventually. I mean, I honestly, it should be the X-Men given that we will see them at some point, but who knows? It could have been I mean, Mephisto too and that didn't happen. <laughs> hey, they didn't specifically... <laughs> say it wasn't him it's true that is so that is also true (laughs) i'm just saying so true i'm still on that hill as you're still holding out hope i mean that's i don't think there's anything wrong with that (laughs) you'll be like see it was mefesto all along i can't wait i need that validation (laughs) um (laughs) uh yeah so nebula it was all it was all a trick that t'challa was in on mind you nebula breaks them all out of prison The the betrayal was all part of the plan uh, using his vibranium necklace, T'Challa is able to escape from his cell. And Karina, who was the collector's assistant in Guardians, is also his assistant here. She helps him because she loves the fact that T'Challa's a good guy. She doesn't want to be a slave anymore. That line about history not looking um, history not looking back well on people who put other people in cages. I butchered it. It's way more poetic than that. But it was a flippin' awesome line it's brilliant and it's so well delivered and she's like that part that you said about that she's like you know like i believe that too kind of thing and oh so good um so tavon goes to start fighting with him now tavon has an interesting fight style he's very eccentric but he's like swole unlike the grandmaster and he's using a Cronin arm, who he claims belonged to a very chatty Cronin. And so, I mean, really, it can only be Korg. It's Korg's arm. Tavon took out Korg. I don't like you, Tavon. I mean, I didn't really like you anyway, but I especially, especially don't like you for messing with Korg. That makes me um, wonder, did Korg start his revolution? Did he print enough pamphlets this time? Oh, that's a really good point. Ugh. <sighs> But he also has a bunch of other interesting goodies, including Captain America's shield, Mjolnir, which, how did he get that? Malekith's knife, and Hela's headdress. 
he puts on Hela's headdress to then fight um, T'Challa. And outside, Thanos is taken on the Black Dwarf. He tells everybody else to go back to the ship. Nebula hears him calling out in pain as Proxima Midnight joins the fight. So she goes back to help him. She drops several ounces of that Embers of Genesis into the Black Dwarf's mouth and nowhere legit bursts back to life with new vegetation and just vines and greenery everywhere. Um, T'Challa ends up capturing Tavon and he hands over the control of all the cages to Karina and she just lets out everybody. And that includes Frost Giant, Skrulls, and Dark Elves. Which are not happy if you weren't, you know, following along, but they've been in a cage. <laughs> um, T'Challa and Yandu escape on the Royal Talon Fighter along with Cosmo. Puppy dog. They all go back to visit Wakanda. We get the most beautiful ending about family and journeys and just everything. And then there's another family reunion. But this time it's at a fast food joint where Peter Quill is mopping up for the night and Ego walks in super excited that he finally found his son. And that's what's going to cause a lot of problems in the future. I'm pretty sure. But I'm also not mad that we get more Kurt Russell. So. (laughs) Fair. Like it's bad. assessment. Kurt Russell. I mean, I'm just saying. Just saying. Who doesn't like Kurt Russell? Literally, if you don't like Kurt Russell, like we're we're fighting because it's Kurt Russell. How can you not? Um, can we just talk about how the heck he got Mjolnir? You can't even lift Mjolnir. So how did you get him on dis- get it on display? Hmm. In was it Portman's doing? I bet you it was Portman's doing. Lady ew, Burr. just ew. <laughs> why did you just ruin our podcast no i'm kidding (laughs) why did you ruin my whole day ashley i was on this like shang chi high after our press junket and now you're talking about the nasty np okay i'm sorry but really it's the only explanation i have because how else would the collector get mjolnir come on it had I to mean, be her. It, like, it wasn't holding Captain it, like, America. Mjolnir and like handing it over and putting it on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Ew. I mean, it wasn't Captain America that gave it to her or sure. gave it to him. I mean, sure. it had to it have been her. That. And also mm, Cap wouldn't have turned nice. over his shield either. So who did that? Was it us agent? See, it's all them shady folks. It's had to be in this universe. Just Ugh, gross. All the shady people. But yeah. All right, I just had to throw that out there. However, yeah, fine. fine it's going to be interesting to see in season two. I'm assuming we won't see any more of this season, but we might. Of uh, Peter Quill with Ego. And Ego's a celestial, too. Which, again, let's go back to the Eternals. Mm. The celestials are coming back into play now. So it's very interesting. So true. What could happen if Ego is alive? Yeah. That changes a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm like trying to envision. I'm like, huh, how could that go down? Poorly. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's not going to end well no matter what happens. But the World ending <laughs> kind of comes to mind. It's like Thanos 2.0. Yeah, but like more so, like worse because he's an mm, actual mm-hmm. celestial, whereas Thanos was right. 
a deviant, technically. Just, wait, well, that too. sorry, I can't say that. He was just a jerk. <laughs> beep. He was a beep. <laughs> he was a beep. <laughs> Although I loved in this episode how he was trying to still explain his plan and why it would have been beneficial. And they're like, everyone he says it to throughout the whole episode, that sounds a lot like genocide. And he's like, no, 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 because it's random. And I'm like, dude, just stop. Which I think is actually really funny that he's all like, oh, sounds like genocide. And, you know, like we were talking this morning on our chat and one of our friends was like, you know, it's not that bad of an idea. And I was like, "Mm, you know, overall, like maybe not implemented that way. But sure, we could eliminate. Right. <laughs> I'd well, like Thanos to come back and just snap people away. <laughs> well, I think that's kind of what the Eternals are trying to save us from. Mm-hmm. In, Meanwhile, uh, yeah. Uh, Eternals, because the Celestials also have a judge. And he judges the population and determines who should live and die. So Right. Right. right I don't right. know. It's going to get a little... little mm. So as much as I'm excited to see like what happens with Ego and Quill, I do like this version of Thanos and Nebula. I love Nebula whole and like, I mean, she's got her issues. We all do, but she's not as sure. abused, I guess is the word, as she is in the MCU. And um, Yeah, I think that's a good, that's an appropriate word. Like yeah. she's definitely got some past trauma, but it's not as much as she does in our universe and I don't know I just I liked seeing the side of her and I love seeing the side of T'Challa and it just that's where it breaks my heart again and again and again because I would have loved to see more of this version of him yeah overall this version makes me like I love this version of him and I wish we could just have more of him in general yes I read somewhere I don't know it was one of those like quote graphics on um, I don't even remember what site I was on Um, so I'd have to dig deeper but if it's true they didn't say this in our interview but apparently Chadwick really loved this version of T'Challa and wanted to bring more aspects of him into his MCU portrayal Mm. of T'Challa like mm-hmm. this, the kind of like the voice, because this T'Challa, although he's still very regal, he still has the accent. Um, he's just a lot more playful, a lot more relaxed. Um, yeah. Again, he he still has that kingly manner, but he doesn't have the pressure of having a kingdom. And so, yeah, apparently he said to them that he wanted to bring aspects of this T'Challa into his Black Panther MCU films. And I'm like, oh God. Like, I just want to like cry, like thinking about it. I like scrolled away. I had to like swipe away. I was like, no, I don't want to read any more of that. Stop. <laughs> like you're getting right? emotional again. But yeah. Well, next week won't be sad, sad. So that's good. <laughs> true. So true. It, yeah, no, it won't be. I mean, I guess it might be sad. Cause I mean, some things happen, but it's not like this kind of sad not like this at all and i mean i wasn't sad about that so i don't know (laughs) that might be a spoiler right there for anybody who knows this well enough (laughs) (laughs) i mean come on now why you throw me under the bus like that i'm just saying saying. that is funny 
You're fine. Touche. Touche, Ashley. <laughs> Touche. So um, yeah, episode three be. of What If comes out next week. It's uh, <laughs> a What If Nick Fury's Big Week went a little different. A little different. That's not the actual title, but that's basically the concept. And yeah, it's a good one. It was my favorite of the three, just for implication purposes and like comics yes. and stuff. So right. I'm excited to, to have everybody see that one. And then I'll be really excited because then we'll have caught up and then now we get a new episode after that. <laughs> so true, because it feels like an eternity. I was like, it, wait, what happened again? Oh, yeah, yeah. It really I does. Like look at notes and read about it because I'm like, womp, womp. <laughs> so long ago. My husband said that to me the other night because we, uh, unrelated to the MCU, but we screened the first three episodes of season two of C on Apple TV. And he's mm, like, mm-hmm. he's like, as much as I like that you get these shows early, he's like, it's kind of frustrating because then we have to wait forever to see a new one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, well, and yeah, I see the point. Yeah. <laughs> even when you have to do um, like the week by week, which is, you know, maybe not what we're used to when we're all binging things, that feels long, right? Like we're used right. to doing kind of a, you know, ooh, they're out and I can watch 14 at once. And so even just that week by week thing is a little, I mean, I guess daunting is a word I could use, but you know, if you just want the instant gratification, well, you have to wait. And then like this, we watch them early and then it's like, it feels like six weeks. And sometimes it honestly is like five between (laughs) you watch the first three, it probably is six, right? (laughs) Because you're like, oh my gosh, it's like, I've already seen these. And then you're waiting one, two, three and you've already, oh my goodness, it feels like forever. Which I, I'm I can hear. I love the access. I, I love say, being able to can... like watch them, but <sighs> yes. we love it. It's just the nerd struggle is real. Because yes, at the, the end nerd of the struggle day, is super real. We are critics, and we're you know we're critics for TV and film, but we're also fans. So like... yes, that's the part that's hard. It's the fan part. Like the critic part is great. We love the access. We love being able to share it with you. We love being able to like talk about it amongst ourselves. We love being able to hypothesize, but sometimes hypothesizing for like six weeks is a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Really, I just want more content. (laughs) Yes. So yeah, we had uh, some friends of ours, some Twitter friends of ours who also have podcasts, like kind of ragging on us a little bit about (laughs) about you going, oh, we can't do our our weekly Twitter chat on Wednesday because, <laughs> you know, I'm driving back from seeing Shang-Chi early and they're like, oh, I was like, rub it in, why don't you? And I'm like, sorry, you're not trying to. <laughs> I know, I was like, I was just trying to tell you, like, legitimately, like, I had a real reason I wasn't just, like, at a party. I didn't feel like it. I was like, no, I'm like, I legit, you know. And like, that's why know. this I'm podcast I won't is- tell you. That's why this podcast episode's coming a little late because we were busy with Shang-Chi. <laughs> I know. I was like, sorry. Which is sorry, t- because if I didn't, then I couldn't attend the junket this morning. And then, you know, then you don't get that content. So exactly. Mm. So um yeah, and we're gonna record another episode about Shang-Chi and just yeah. So that one will actually be up like you know, early or right on time. <laughs> it won't be. You won't have to wait for us to get together to do that because we'll have already seen it. So it's perfect. See, it all works out. It does. It does. Yeah. What did you think of the what if episode two? I'd love to hear 
we would love to hear um, your thoughts. You can tweet us. You can join us on Facebook. You can join us on Reddit. Wherever you want mm-hmm. to like chat about nerdy things. Yep. Like, let's chat. Let's do it. Yeah, let us know. One way or another, if you hated it, loved it, wanted something different. If they didn't take T'Challa, what other little nine-year-old boy would you have had them steal? I don't know. Just, you know, curious. that's a good one. You know? (laughs) What if it wasn't T'Challa? I mean, because, like, you know, Cap was a nine-year-old at one point. There's some other earthlings they could have taken, right? True. Very true. What if it wasn't a boy? It could have been a girl, too. Right. What if it was Captain Marvel? Yeah. Just throwing it out there. That could be a whole other interesting I like it. episode. I like it. Yeah. All right. So, anyway. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Geek Girls Universe. Join us next week, maybe just next time. Who knows when the next one will go live as we share all of the breaking and exciting fandom news. As always, if you see anything you want to share with us, tag us on Twitter, Whiskey and Sunshine, and that Ashley Aaron. And until next time, geeks. Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for more geeky goodness.